0: Here's your Real Estate Insider, Dr. Chuck Fury.
1: Hello, folks. Dr. Chuck, your Real Estate Insider here. I hope you're having a great afternoon. Uh, We are here to talk about some real estate. I've been in the real estate business about 30 years. Oh, my golly. I'm shedding my age here. Um, And with me, I have Mike Staten, who has been with me many weeks now. He is our operations manager at Stanford Property and a wonderful guy, very knowledgeable, and uh, how you doing, Mike? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Chuck? Oh, great. Thank you very much. Uh, we have some exciting things to talk about today.
2: Yeah, yeah, we sure do. I think we're going to have uh, a lot of info that's going to be helpful for our listeners. And yeah. if our listeners have uh, ideas for good show topics, we always encourage them to call in and you can reach us at 888-NO-TAXES. We're happy to talk with you about any specific real estate issues that you have, or just uh, questions that you may have. And if you want to give us an idea for a radio show topic, feel free to do so, and we'd love to talk about it on the air.
1: Wow, that sounds great, Mike. Can I call too? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 888-NO-TAXES. I would love (laughs) to find out a way not to pay taxes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's good, and it works out for a lot of people. That's great. Yeah, we should qualify that and say, we're not about uh, cheating out the government of uh, anything. Uh, We are about using the tax laws that are written into the tax code. Uh, There's several sections in the tax code that allow um, very tax-advantaged strategies uh, to occur, and we're all about using those. Uh, They are CPA-approved, and uh, we want you to take advantage of the tax advantages that the government does allow, especially in the realm of real estate. Uh, So that's what we're about uh, today and every day. And we'd like to hear from you if you have questions in that realm, questions about real estate brokerage, sales, or buying real estate. Uh, we were in the forefront many years of equity sharing programs in a very uh, expensive market up in Palo Alto. Uh, then we transitioned into investment strategies, lease options, and uh, so forth. Now we have uh Our legacy plan uh, that Mike can probably talk a little bit more about, but that legacy plan is for our investors and our homeowners that are looking to downsize or repurpose their real estate and make it uh, useful for them in the next phase of their life. Uh, We always notice, Mike, that uh, real estate becomes very critical and strategic at points of transition in people's lives. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Marriage. Birth of babies, expanding families, uh, death, unfortunately, uh, divorce—all um, of those—all of those transitions in one's life, um, you know, spark real estate uh, strategies that are beneficial if thought through in advance.
2: Yeah, those are major assets that uh, contribute to people's wealth. And yep. you, as an accredited wealth management advisor, you understand the significance of managing that appropriately Yeah, through yeah.
1: those what, transitions. What we'd like to do is take those strategies uh, of wealth management and apply them specifically to real estate uh, to make sure that a person is thinking ahead, uh, can make the appropriate decisions. And uh, first of all, maximize their income and limit their expenses, uh, one of which, and probably the biggest of which, is real estate taxes. Yeah. Both yeah. property taxes and capital gains taxes. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. And fortunately, our legacy uh, investment plan and our legacy reinvestment plan both minimize or eliminate uh, all uh, real estate taxes.
1: You know, property taxes as well as capital gains. Yep, that that's absolutely right. Now, we were just talking about transitions and real estate becomes important to have a strategy during those transitional times. And I mentioned death as being one of them. And um, there is a tax advantage to dying. I don't recommend it, but uh, <laughs> yeah. there is, in fact, a tax advantage. It's section 1014 in the code. And it says that your assets receive a step up in basis when you die. Uh, and for the common layperson that doesn't understand those that that terminology or those uh, concepts, a step up in basis simply means, in very simple terms, you don't pay. You're not uh, obligated to pay capital gains tax on your assets at that point in time. If your estate exceeds the current estate limitation at that point, you will pay an estate tax. Uh, currently it's over $5 million per person, but, um, that may change, uh, with the new administration or some things in the future. Uh, but in any case, the point I'm simply making is, um, death is a strategy for, uh. Well, it's something that we all need to plan for. Yes. And, and right. it's something that it's going
2: to happen. And if you plan appropriately, you can use it so that way you can eliminate paying taxes and your heirs aren't stuck with a big tax bill upon
1: your passing. That's right. That's right. Well, something I saw recently, a a client bought a new home, and the broker wanted to send flowers for the occasion. So they arrived at the home, and the owner read the card, and it said, rest in peace. The -hmm. owner was uh, not real happy about receiving that kind of a card, and he called the florist to complain. After he told the florist of the obvious mistake and how angry he was about it, the florist said, well, sir, I'm really sorry for that mistake, but rather than getting too angry, you should imagine this. Somewhere there's a funeral taking place today, and they have flowers with a note saying, congratulations on your new home.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so well.
1: Yeah, yeah, there are mix-ups
2: that happen like that, and yeah, uh, you know, y- right. you hope that you're not on one end of it. But uh, that's a nice transition from the the topic we were just talking about there. Yeah, uh, I, right. I did hear a good one the other day. Uh, mm. uh, there was somebody saying, uh, this country's great. You know, It's the only place where you can borrow money for a down payment Get a first and a second mortgage and still call yourself a homeowner.
1: That's <laughs> <Yes>, right. <laughs> That's right. Well, a lot of people, um, you know, have the mistaken notion uh, when they come into the office and talk with us, they say, well, gee, I don't own the house. The bank owns the house. Uh, in about 25 or 30 years, I'm going to own the house, but they own it right now. That's not technically true. Right. And uh, what we want to talk about today is, uh, of course, how real estate is an ideal investment, and that's an acronym for... Did I say that right? That's an, an acronym. An yeah. acronym.
2: Yeah. That's, don't, don't get into the tongue twister there. Yeah, it's, uh, say, it's tricky, but can you, we you, you that, said it right.
1: Can we say that five times quickly? But the point is, income, depreciation, equity buildup, appreciation, and leverage are those five benefits that are really outstanding that most other investments don't offer all of those uh, strategies or benefits in one package. Mm -hmm. And what we want to talk about today is we want to single out uh, a couple of those, um, both uh, from an investment standpoint and also from a tax standpoint, I'd say. Uh, One is leverage, uh, that idea of leveraging. Um, Every business owner understands the concept of leveraging when they hire employees and they hire an employee for a certain base rate of pay, and presumably, and hopefully, uh, their product brings in more than they're expending on that, uh, on that person to do that job. Right. Um, and many businesses, including my own, started with a one-person effort. Mm-hmm. And at some point, uh, we realize that we can't continue to pay ourselves eight dollars an hour to sweep the floors. We've got to get somebody <laughs> else to do that, mm-hmm. and then we can, you know, leverage our time a little bit and do the more important things. Um, so that's one application of leverage. That's with people. Uh, there's also an ap- application we use uh, in the financial world, and that's leveraging our stocks, our bonds, our real estate, and that means that we borrow for a portion of that asset. And it works really well if we can borrow at a rate that's lower than the rate we're receiving in income or uh, in benefit on that uh, particular asset.
2: Right, yeah, and and then you're able to really maximize your return on something. You can create a greater income for yourself because you're able to purchase something that is more valuable than the money that you have to purchase at the time. Because you're borrowing money to get something that is more—that's a bigger asset and can generate more income, and uh, it does take a little bit of expenses. You know, you do have to pay on the money that you borrow, but um, you are able to increase that income.
1: Yeah, if that if that money you're borrowing is increasing your income to a point that that's above the cost of borrowing, uh, depending on the market circumstance and your assessment of the future in the economy, if that income is stable and will increase over time, that's a good play. It's a good financial play. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So we won't talk a little bit about that. So the bank, in fact, doesn't own your property if you have a mortgage on it, but they they have a lien on your property. And that lien creates uh, an obligation that you have. And if you fail in that obligation, uh, that does uh, create problems because that lien then, that That note you sign or that promise that you give to the bank uh, is collateralized or secured by your property. And so if you do fail in your obligation, the lender would have the right to take that property back. But they don't own that property. Mm -hmm. And um, that's an important distinction uh, because uh, lenders have different rights than owners do. They have different sets of benefits. So I think in the next uh, segment, we should talk more deeply about what we're talking about with respect to leverage because that leverage is a really great tool we can use in many ways uh, with real estate. Um, what I'd like to talk about with respect to banks is, you know, we all get hit with bank fees now. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, our mortgages have prepayment penalties many times and all of that sort of thing. And banks are really good at figuring out ways to increase their cash flow with fees and assessments to their clients. Mm-hmm. yeah, hmm Yeah.
2: Yeah, they're pretty creative when it comes to that.
1: Yeah, that's right. If you're willing, for example, to invest and keep your money in a bank, we have one bank that wants us to put $100,000 in and keep a balance at $100,000 or more, and they they pay us a whopping 1.1% interest on it. <laughs> And and yeah, yeah right. Big bucks there. Big, big bucks. bucks. And uh, as a result, they'll they're going to drop our mortgage rate by a quarter percent. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's awfully nice. Uh, except when you really calculate it, it depends on the value of that mortgage and the principal amount. But um, that really doesn't, uh, you know, when you're getting that kind of return on your money. If you can get a five to ten percent return on your money elsewhere, it doesn't make sense to keep that in the bank. Right. So banks are really. They know how to make money, and they know how to use your money to make themselves more money. My question for the Insider Question of the Week would be, how can we get the lender to pay us fees? How can we, get, how can we turn the tables and actually make money from the banks?
2: I like that idea.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, Mike, when we come back, uh, why don't we talk about that and find out if there is a way in which we can turn the tables on the lenders? Fantastic. Sounds good. All right, folks. We're going to take five. We'll see you in a few minutes. Hang with us. You'll learn something.
0: For questions or comments about today's topic, send email to hidrchuck at gmail.com. That's h-i-d-r-chuck at gmail.com. Or call 1-888-NO-TAXES. Now, back to your Real Estate Insider with Dr. Chuck Fury.
1: Hello, folks. Dr. Chuck, your Real Estate Insider, back with you. Hope you're having a great Saturday. I'm with Mike Staten. Mike, how you doing over there? I'm fantastic. Great. Well, let's jump right into it, Mike. Uh, we were talking on uh, the first segment about lenders and how we can use leverage to increase our returns on real estate.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I think you had an insider tip where we were going to help people figure out how they can get lenders to pay them.
1: Yes, and I love that idea yeah. well, it's a bit of a misnomer because the lender is not going to write you a check, but on the other hand, if you use loans in a particular manner, if you're an investor and you have an income property that's paying a certain amount of money to you uh we had um, we had a uh, investor recently that uh, applied this principle that we use mm-hmm. and it's a principle um the fancy term for it is arbitrage. That's uh in the old days, the stock market uh, traders in london on the on the exchange in london in, uh, would would arbitrage against the exchange in New York, and maybe the stocks they were buying in one uh, area and selling in another might have been a quarter of a point uh, difference, mm-hmm. so they could make a lot of money by buying a lot of stock on one exchange and immediately selling it on another exchange because of the inequities of those two markets right. That's called arbitrage. Well, in in our case, uh, what we're talking about is when we buy a property uh, or one of our clients buys a property that, let's say, has a 6% cap rate, that means cash on cash, they invest, for the sake of argument, they invest $100,000 in, um, in a property, they will get $6,000 annually back because that's a 6% cap rate. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if they can borrow money... At a percentage less than six percent, they will make on that borrowed money whatever the differential is between the six percent and whatever they borrow. So, for example, Bob borrowed about approximately two and a half million, didn't he? Yeah, that's yeah. right. A little bit more than that uh, at the end of the deal, two point eight, yeah. I believe. Yeah, Bob came to us and he was getting very meager income on his property, and he hated property management. wasn't very good at it wasn't getting a good income on his property. And um, so he wanted to make a change. So we sold his property after rehabbing it, fixing it up. Isn't that what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, got a great deal for him, a great uh, sales price. And then he took that money and did uh, what we call a 1031 exchange, which is a process we can explain in greater detail on a, either another show or if people want to call in, we can explain how that works. But ultimately, that is a section in the tax code where the IRS says if you do this properly you won't owe any capital gains tax on the sale and repurchase of another property so ultimately that's what he did he saved over eight hundred thousand dollars in taxes oh yeah and he um, in addition to saving that taxes uh, we put him into a triple net leased property where he has a lease for close to 20 years and he um, we put him into a mortgage and I think you were closely working with that lender right up in Seattle somewhere.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was, um, it was a really good deal we were able to work out. And uh, it, he got... It's it's a commercial property. We got uh, 4.58% on the loan uh, interest rate. Now, as you were just saying, the cap rate on the property in this case was much higher than that. So yeah. uh, he was able to, to make a significant amount of income. And then, of course, he... Doesn't have the property leveraged 100%. -hmm.
1: So he's making straight cash on the part of the property that was not leveraged. Right. So if there's a 1.5% difference, let's do a little mathematics for our uh, listeners out there. Um, A 1.5%, we'll just round off, 1.5% difference for every million dollars that he has borrowed He's making $15,000 a year on that. Mm-hmm. So in essence, the bank is paying you $15,000 to do a deal with the bank. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's, pretty, that's pretty good. So that's what I mean by turning the tables on the lender. There's ways to do that uh, that we haven't described here today. We don't have time to, to talk about all these strategies, but that's just a very simple one. So Bob is making over $30,000 a year on that arbitrage, on mm-hmm. getting... A loan that is fixed, as I recall, and it's non-recourse, right? There's no personal guarantee for Bob. That's right. No personal guarantee.
2: It's yep. just the property. If for some reason, yep. uh, you know, he defaults on the
1: loan, then mm-hmm. um, they can only take the property. Yeah, that's right. We won't go any after any of his other assets. And uh, he won't default because I think the, the tenant in this case is Walgreens, and they have a really high credit rating. Oh, yeah. They have over a billion dollars of cash in the bank right now. So he's he's sitting pretty. He's done well. We, we do a lot of research. Mike, you do a lot of research on the right investments. In that yeah, area.
2: yeah. The tenants that uh, we, we like our clients to take a look at really are the best rated tenants. Uh, they have uh, investment-grade credit. They have the, the strongest financials. Uh, Walgreens is a global company, um, you know, with the merger of boots that just happened, um, you know, last year it's, it's been a a major player and it's, it's one and two with CVS. I think Mm -hmm. it's larger than CVS now. It's, it's definitely, um, competing for the number one spot. So, uh, those are the kinds of tenants that we like our clients to work with because they are going to give you guaranteed income month after month.
1: That's right. And in addition, Bob saved over $800,000 in taxes. Mm-hmm. And that's where one eight 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 no taxes comes in. Any client or listener or even a curious uh, listener who doesn't own real estate yet is free to call us at that number. We'll be happy to chat with you and let you know, create a strategy for you or help you know what the next step might be for your own personal portfolio so that you can increase your yields, and decrease your expenses, particularly tax expenses that do not have to be paid. I don't know how many times I get phone calls from folks saying, I heard your radio show and it sounds really great. I'd like to to utilize your, your tax saving strategies in the sale of my real estate. And I say, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I always ask, what do you want to do with your life? What is your plan? What's your?" Then we can create a legacy plan for you that, that includes your real estate but really creates the lifestyle you want because that's where it's at. And many times they'll say, well, I sold my uh, home three months ago and now I realize I'm gonna pay a lot in taxes. How can I, not, how can I avoid paying those taxes? Yeah, you can go back in time and, <laughs> and fix that mistake or you yeah. know, call us before you sell your home. Yes, exactly. It's always about planning. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. So anyway, that's one idea to leverage your money and time. Uh, Another idea here about leverage, since we're talking about real estate as an ideal investment, and that L stands for leverage, would be if you're an income owner of real estate, and we encourage everyone to have some rental property, um, if you don't want to do property management and you're uh, concerned about liability, there are ways around that. Uh, If you own rental property, we can show you how to repurpose that property and convert it into something that involves no management, no property taxes, and no maintenance on the property, and you won't pay capital gains tax. Uh, That's really important. Uh, Like Bob, Uh, Bob is making over $50,000 on that $800,000 he saved. Yeah, um, I mean he would be making zero dollars on that if he paid all to the government. Exactly. So
2: uh, it's definitely wiser for your financial oh, uh, future to not and, pay those taxes and, right away. In, and in the future,
1: he can that eight hundred thousand dollars he saved in the future, as property appreciates or as uh, things change, he can go back and refinance his property and pull some of that eight hundred thousand dollars out and pay for his child's uh, education, for example, and some other things. Yeah. We like to see when he does a refinance that it goes into investments, another investment. Mm -hmm. But that's, uh, yeah. So, Mike, I hate to say it, but we're running out of time. Well, I think we've still covered a lot of good
2: topics here. Mm -hmm. And um, going over how people can use leverage is uh, a good... Uh, wealth management strategy again you know you being an accredited wealth management advisor these are the kinds of things that we do to help our clients and uh, and our listeners with the right ways to handle their real estate
1: yes that's right well on another uh, call or on another radio show we should talk about leveraging tenants too mm-hmm. because there's uh this Airbnb concept is becoming very interesting yeah uh, the that's concept true. yeah the concept of being able to profile prospective tenants, put tenants together, put more than one tenant in a room. Uh, we have a lots to talk about in terms of leveraging tenants, which, which ultimately ends up in leveraging income. So- yeah, we've talked about ideas uh,
2: like that, and where we have uh, Airbnb model, or we have other types of multiple tenant models, and they are very, very uh, popular these days. Yeah. So it's, uh, uh, if you set it up right, it's a good way to do it, but you need to make sure that you pay attention to a lot of, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You can't just um, you know, start it without really planning it through. There's mm-hmm. a lot of considerations, and, and we've done the work on that, so we know, you know what needs to be done. And mm-hmm. it's definitely an interesting topic. I think a lot of people would be interested in learning different types of ways that you can have that kind of a model.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's right. So we'll talk about that in another show. In the meantime, we hope that all your investments are turning out well. Uh, We're in a market right now that uh, is interesting and difficult to predict. Uh, It has had tremendous appreciation. So now the question becomes, what do you do now? What is your next chess move? Uh, Do you stick and hang with what you have now? Or do you make a change to protect yourself for the future? Uh, In any case, we're always available to talk these things over with you. Uh, Mike, what are our contact numbers again?
2: Yeah, yeah. Please give us a call, guys, at 888-NO-TAXES. You can reach us here, and uh, we'll be happy to talk with you. You can also email us at hi doctorchuck at gmail.com. That's H-I-D-R-Chuck at gmail.com.
1: Well, folks, we're looking forward to talking with you on another time. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you next week. And it's been great to be with you. This is Dr. Chuck, your Real Estate Insider. Feel free to call us anytime with any real estate questions you might have. Have a great week.
0: This has been your Real Estate Insider with Dr. Chuck Fury. It's his mission each week to make real estate easy, lucrative, and fun. If you have a specific real estate challenger story you'd like to share with Chuck, just send an email to hidrchuck at gmail.com. Again, that's h-i-d-r-chuck at gmail.com. Or call one no taxes That's one no taxes